I am not Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I am an outcast. <laughs> this is my very first performance ever, so no making fun. This is a very, very serious endeavor for me. This is Jedi J9's debut single. Wow. I call this one Star Wars is Cool. Why, why do you call it that? Be because it is cool. Oh, okay. But I have to uh, put my legal disclaimer out there. I ripped off the uh, entire chords from Eagle Eye Cherry's Save Tonight. You may not recognize it, though, because I'm such a horrible guitar player. Star Wars is cool, yeah. Star Wars is cool, yeah. It's real cool. I really like it. Luke Skywalker kissed his sister. But I still think that he's a good role model. Darth Vader is an evil Sith Lord. But he's still my favorite character. I like Star Wars, I like Star Wars, it's really cool, it's so cool. <laughs> hey, I said no laughing, this was serious. In store soon, I like Star Wars, it's so cool, yeah. And look for my second single, here's a brief preview. I like Star Wars, 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 I like Star Wars. Sing along, guys. I like Star Wars, 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 I like Star Wars. Star Wars is cool, yeah, cause I really like it. I like Star Wars, I like Star Wars. It's real cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dark Hunter. We love Yay. you. Good night. <laughs> That's awesome. That is. That was great. Hello, and welcome to Requiem of the Outcast, episode 12. Thank you for listening in. Uh, so far, we've got everybody here this month, so should come together for a really nice episode. Now, on acoustic guitar, we've got Mr. Ron Garner. All right. And dancing and in the dancing section. And cowbell. Bonk, 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 bonk. Is Janine Garner. Yeah! And our wonderful lead singer, band leader, the handsome. That's right. The dashing. Ooh. The very tall and macho. Rich. Uh, our macho manager, Siegfried! <laughs> I thought you didn't know my last name there for a second. No, I shouldn't think of a good middle description. Oh. Okay. But I'd already used macho, so I had to fall back on that one again. Hey, that's fine. Okay, stop playing now. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> come on, this isn't this isn't a rock show. <laughs> you know, that wasn't really rock. And no. It's a rock show. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is our 12th episode. And we are recording on July 31st. Oh, oh, I got you. It's a one dozen, dozen episode anniversary. Do you know what that means? That means a year of episodes. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Well, I guess so, yeah. It's an episode a month, one dozen. Except for the you month, do the math. we skipped. Well, we did. Yeah, we skipped a month. Well, see, this is coming out in September. This is coming out September 1st. Even though it's July 31st, a full month before we actually release this and episode. Why is that, Rich? Well, I think Why are you making us record? Yeah, what's wrong a with you? Month hey, you know, I'm not making you guys are making us record because hey, you guys are hey, you guys are You've busy. You've gotten all weird since you hey, started hanging out with Who's the producer? Booship. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, and Earl Newton. And Earl Newton. Oh, good grief. 
Now, look, you guys, you're, you guys are both going out of the country, right? Yeah. Well, I am. You, you're going to lodges or something, right? I'm going to right? Portugal. Police finally catching up with you guys? Well, it's not really yeah. Portugal. Okay, the Azores? <laughs> it belongs to Portugal. Okay, you knew the Azores were the last place that Columbus went to get food and crap like that before he we celebrate America, so it's very special, so you just shut up. Well, first of all, You're that going to Korea. <laughs> he, never, he never discovered America. He <laughs> discovered the Caribbean. Okay, That's but you true. know what? There were pirates there, and that was cool. There weren't pirates there at the time, no. <laughs> Maybe a bunch of Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> the pirates came later. Okay, the you the know pirates what? were introduced what by do you Walt think they Disney. Had? The Indian the pirates <laughs> rode out in canoes. There and weren't any Indians there, too, okay? They were Native Caribbeans. <laughs> okay. The Native Caribbean pirates, they rode out in their canoes to attack them. To attack Actually, them. all they did was they stayed on the shore waiting you know at them because they were animatronic puppets. You know what? And I bet they didn't even have any lights, and they got tickets by the Coast Guard for it. I bet you they did. Because you, you, you have to have a headlamp. To you be know, you have to, to ride out on the water, you have to have a headlamp, otherwise the Coast Guard will ticket you at night. You know, I'm pretty sure that the Indians didn't have a big... Uh, They're the, not Indians. They're the, Native the Caribbean. The Native Caribbean. Caribbean. You don't think that they had, like, a big thing with, like, whale oil in it with a little flame going, like, attached to their heads? <laughs> I guess they'd have to see their way. So they could paddle out at night without getting a, in trouble with the Coast Guard? You know. <laughs> because the Coast Guard was so prevalent back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's your Who team. else was keeping the drugs from running from, you know, Cuba to Florida? <laughs> well, Castro was in power back then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Castro has been, been in power a long time. Apparently <laughs> the 1600s. Uh, uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You yeah, were like 108 years off there, buddy. Well, 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 you know what? I'm not a historian, okay? That's your guys' gig. No, he's well, not a historian technically either. Well, not technically. I'm the only technical historian here. That's true. You want to get technical? Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. You did teach. Yeah. He's the computer geek. That is true. Except and you're that not. I'm the, so, so what we've got is we've got the computer geek who who doesn't know a whole lot of computer anymore. And, and you know, studies history. You know, more, you know more computer than I do at this point. And you're kind of the computer geek now. And you've so, got the historian who doesn't the, know much history. You've got the historian who doesn't know much history, and I study history, so I know more history. Hey, I just read the biography of Abigail Adams. That's true, she did. And the autobiography of Henry VIII, written with notes by his fool, Will Summers, written by Margaret George. Okay, anyway, let's get <laughs> off of it. It was right. by no means as fascinating as Bonespert Black, written by... Stephen Ewing Cobb. That's right. <laughs> Whose email address I co- or web address I completely blew in the uh, the special writers episode that came out. Stevecobb.com. Uh, yeah, it's Steve Cobb. I kept saying it was StephenCobb.com. No, that doesn't work very well. I no. tried. Yeah, I, I know. Tried. Me too. Actually, there is there is a StephenCobb.com out there. It's not P H E N. Yeah. See, I was thinking it was, I was thinking it was Stephen. Yeah, Cobb. he does computer stuff apparently. Really? Yeah. Did you finish Bones Burnt Black? No, I still haven't had a chance to yet. I only get to read like 15 minutes a day if I'm lucky. That's because you're a slacker. We don't like you. <laughs> yeah. 15 Go away. minutes a day? That's like 30 pages, right? Well, it should be, but it's not always 15 <laughs> pages a day or 15 <laughs> minutes a day. So, in uh, moving on, in news, there really isn't a whole lot in news. Not much uh, Star Wars news that happened over the, the end except for a little well, thing ex- called naming. The, yeah, the I remember. It was something. What's it? Now, what's Return, episode three going to be? It was like Bride of the Sith. Uh, Return of the, I don't know. Abbott and Costello meet the Sith, something. <laughs> my the left Sith meets Wolfman, you know. My left Sith lightsaber, Adam. Children of Vader, I don't, I don't know. No, it's Revenge of the Sith, which... Uh, or Anakin meets Obi-Wan. 
Anakin Sith apocalypse, something. <laughs> no, thank God it wasn't that. <laughs> it's the, the special edition is 14 hours long with extended commentary in the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it's no. Which, like I said, there hasn't been much news because that's we, not true. That's impossible. You know, sadly. <laughs> um, we. Like I said, it's been kind of a slow news you few told days. Me enough. So it's it's July since it is July thirty first. Um, there's no doubt going to be a lot happening, especially with the uh, releasing of the name. So unfortunately, we're not able to cover it just because of the fact that hey, we recorded this episode early. But moving on to our roundtable not discussion, not able to cover what? There's we don't know what news is going to happen in the next month between the the release date. Sure, we do. Because <laughs> we could we get estimate. We have Yoda here, and he can see the future. No, we don't. No, we don't. We, have gay we can't Yoda. back that up. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do have, have gay Yoda, Yoda No, here. we don't have gay Yoda. Gay Yoda appeared only, uh, <laughs> he came out. <laughs> At Con Carolina's once and will never come out again. Is he coming out again. again in June? Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> you know fun. Well, hey. but, uh, you know what? Cindy Talon is probably going to actually beg me to do the gay Yoda thing. You know, so. she, I don't know if she'll be at Con Carolina's next year. So. Really? That's a shame. Well, All right, Rich, I have to tell you something else. What's that? Ron got me a new watch. And guess what it does? What does it do? See, if I go click, click. Now, that wasn't Janine doing the sound effects. It actually does that. That's it actually the makes watch, the, yeah. Oh, shut up. That was my beat. sound effects. But I programmed in the day that Star Wars Revenge of the Sith comes out, and it's counting down for me. 292 days as of today. Nerd. Nerd. Shut up. <laughs> okay? Yay! I'm fine, so I can be a nerd. <laughs> Well, you know, some people have those on their website, so hey, you can't fault you for that. Yeah. Um, well, it's on my watch. And, it counts down. And you know, speaking of Revenge of the Sith, it trend it uh, that. You don't think he'll change it later on to Return of the Sith because he thinks Revenge is in a very good Sith quality. No, I think Revenge Sith is quality. a pretty good quality of I the Sith. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> Did you think he's going to try to recycle those Revenge of the Jedi posters and just take off Jedi and like tape it over with the word Sith? <laughs> you know, that'd be a really good way to save on budget. I'm just picturing, you know, you, you got Luke fighting Vader, and they just take take Luke's picture off and put put Obi Wan's on there, his face on there, and <laughs> they just they just cut out his fa- Luke's face and put Obi Wan's face in there. And then you but just not the Obi Wan, not the well, Obi Wan no. from Attack of the Clones, like the Obi Wan from like Down to You. <laughs> no. Or train spotting. <laughs> what you do? The white mustache. <laughs> Why you do is this: you contact all the theaters who, in their archives, have the old Revenge of the, Revenge of the Jedi posters, and you just send them modification kits where the sticker that says Sith, and you instruct them to take Sith. Or, over or the better, Jedi. or better yet, or better yet, Velcro. <laughs> so they can so just, just stick other pictures on top. <laughs> Revenge of the Padme, Revenge, Revenge of the Jar Jar. You know, but the sad thing, you know, I bet you I could go on eBay and find those exact same posters because I really don't think there's any theaters that have those anymore. Well, that's how the Marine Corps would do it. Also. We just, you know, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Lucasfilm is run a little bit differently than the U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah, they have Call a much a bigger budget. They do have a bigger budget. <laughs> just a little bit. Did you know <laughs> the, the core or Lucasfilm? budget. We fight a war in less money than it takes George Lucas to freaking make a movie. 
Well, that's true, but you know, do you guys have space battles? Do you have laser swords? <laughs> I All like right. the idea of the poster, though. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, Revenge of the Sith is the title of the uh, the new Star Wars <clears throat> film, and that that is an excellent transition to our roundtable our, our uh, round discussion, which is... You know, we don't have really have a roundtable. Well, I've got a rectangular, I've got a rectangular one behind the camera. Able. We've got I, I've got a saw in the car. No, <laughs> no. You know I like the table as it is. Thank <laughs> no, you. Well, but but the the most importantly thing is what really is in a name. With we've got Revenge of the Sith. Letters. Obviously, at one point in time, <laughs> uh, at one point in time, Return of the Jedi was called Revenge of the Jedi, and he completely changed it. Because revenge isn't a good Jedi quality. With Return of the Jedi originally being titled Revenge of the <clears throat> Jedi, obviously the titles of the films can change at any moment. Uh, Lucas can change his mind with Revenge of the Sith and change it to Return of the Sith, you know, the, the birth of the Empire. You know, um, the, I mean, there, there could be any number of Sith hits the fan. I know, don't think it <laughs> when will. When Sith happens, you know, th- there could be plenty of, of, of different uh, title changes and everything. But and we ain't found Sith. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> change because I think George has been waiting 20 years to use a Revenge of the That's true. It is, it is kind of seeming like all, all the, these new movies are recycled ideas that he didn't use in the other <laughs> movies, you know, in, in the first the first three. But um, even even Star Wars was not originally titled A New Hope. That wasn't put on until its uh, re-release. No, it was titled A New Hope originally. <laughs> that was A New Hope. <laughs> And it's toward Pam Greer. <laughs> and it still had... Foxy Brown as Princess Leia. <laughs> and it still had Billy D. Williams. <laughs> the black man wasn't cut out until later when they put a P and an E on the end of it. New ho. Um, and Shaft. And Richard Roundtree saying... Richard Roundtree. It was the old, who knew that Star Wars was originally the first black exploitation film? They, Richard Roundtree was Han Solo. <laughs> Again, recycling ideas that he didn't use. We've got Mix Window. <laughs> <laughs> the baddest mother in the galaxy. Yeah, but talk uh, about Mace. What kids does Mace have? How's he a, mo- how's he a mother? <laughs> oh, gosh. No, no, no. He's getting play from the ladies. And I'm sure a few of them are moms. So technically, you would then be a mother. He's a touch <laughs> on <mouth. laughs> So we've got Revenge of the Sith. A lot of people, when Attack of the Clones came out, um, a lot of people thought it was cheesy. I know, I, I was one of them. At first, I was annoyed. But then, with the total, you know, cheesy B-movie feel to some to the uh, latest movies, it kind of fits where, you know, the, you've got Empire Strikes Back was, you know, that's a pretty The greatest name. of all the freaking Star Wars movies. Right, but take a look at the name. It's kind of goofy. Then you get Return of the Jedi, which they're so ingrained into our hearts and our, our psyche now that, they, well, yeah, you couldn't call them anything else, but... When Attack of the Clones came out, it sounded so B-movie and cheesy. I expected, like, a giant lizard to come over one of the crests and attack all the clones. But we've got... Giant ants is actually what I used to think of. <laughs> Them, you know, that that worked, too. Um, Mothra. <laughs> just got to... <laughs> got to uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hence, of course, the crate dragon from the first Star Wars movie, probably the ultimate reference to that. Um, but we've got <coughs> Revenge of the Sith, where we can break down the word. It makes sense. You know, obviously the Sith is kind of pissed off. They're, they're Actually, you know what? I take that back. What are they getting revenge from? Yeah, I have no idea. 
because the Jedi didn't. I wouldn't say because that they won Geonosis. No. I mean, they got their asses handed to them. In now, see, that's the thing is, the I, Empire I Strikes it, Back no, no, made no. sense. Hold on, hold on a second. The, ahead, the Empire Strikes Back made sense because the Empire was striking back. Right, because, of course, from yeah, the Return the, of the Jedi the made Hope sense. The Hope attacked them. Right, the Return of the Jedi made sense because mm-hmm. it was once again a Jedi. Yes. You know? So, I just, I don't know. I, 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 the Attack of the Clones, the, the name didn't fit the movie as well to me as, as those names fit the movie. Well, right, because the names have always been either positive or negative. They've either been favoring the good side or the bad side. And they've always but, fit the movie. Right, but Attack of the Clones, I mean, really, that sounds more like the, the, the setup for a, a, a Fox special when clones attack than, than <laughs> the actual movie. And the, and the majority of that movie was not about clones attacking. I mean... It was more the political creation of the clones. Of the clones. Well, the, the political creation of the clones is not a very good movie title. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's support your local of, clone, you know. Well, back to your evolution of the clone underclass. <laughs> Who knew that that was the original working title? <laughs> your yeah. comment of Revenge of the Sith, though, I think, is actually a very good title for the movie, and I think it goes back to a comment made by Darth Maul in Episode One, one of his like two or three lines, which was. You know, when he's like, at last we'll reveal ourselves to Jedi, at last we'll have our revenge. I don't know if that's No, exact. no, that's two, that's two movies from now. I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> you know. know. what I think it goes back to? I think it goes back to when Yoda was much younger. He, uh, he was... Did he give, did he eat Palpatine a wedgie? I think when he and Palpatine... I think, well, I think when Mo, Yoda and Palpatine were both much younger, Yoda pulled the pull my finger joke on him. <laughs> and Palpatine's never been able to get over it. Well, yeah, because Yoda was still 700 years old at that point. That's what I'm saying. He's pretty known. rank farts. <laughs> yeah, Plus, you know, I think that's, that's what it all boils down to, is Yoda instigated it. <laughs> Palpatine used to lock him in his locker, you know, put Yoda in his foot locker. Yeah. They were constantly pulling. They used to go to high school together, you know. But they were constantly pulling yeah, each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, uh, honestly, when it comes to Revenge of the Sith, I think that... I think it's a great name. I, I still can't, because you've got an entire episode in there between the reference from At Last We Will Have Our Revenge. Well, yeah, at last, after another full movie in there... Well, no, know, it's just because I, Maul was stupid and got himself chopped up in half. Otherwise, he would have had his revenge, and they kind of had their revenge because they killed Obi-Wan. Uh, not okay, so they, killed, they killed They killed Qui-Gon. No, but then they also revealed the fact that there were Sith around, and they started, you know, messing with everything. Okay, but, but I don't know the history of the whole Star Wars universe. That's because you're so what stupid. Are, no, what, are they, ooh, what are they getting revenge for now? What? That's what I'm saying. They, I don't know. That, that makes no sense. I mean, unless they're... It, unless it's like some backstory that Lucas is going to come out with a pre-prequel trilogy, <laughs> you know, eventually down the line. Straight uh, to video. Yeah, or DVD, likely. rather. Actually, it'll probably be the Vindy Tartakovsky cartoons and stuff like that. Legends of the Sith. It'll have Brad Pitt. And, <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, as long as it has Brad Pitt in Trojan armor with the leg double, I'm cool with that. <laughs> a leg double so you can't see his chicken legs? Yeah. He's um, got nice arms. You know, it, it just... I, I can't. I, I like the title because it fits the Star Wars movie titles, but it does not fit the the purpose of the movie. It's okay. The Sith are getting revenge, but from what? Like I said, Attack of the Clones. The bad guys won. That was just like Empire Strikes Back. The bad guys won. You know, you've got a significant blow to the good guys party, which Han going away. I mean, that's like what one fifth of their. Well, they should call it, like, the fall of the Republic uh, know, or the rise of the Empire or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I agree with something like the rise of the Empire, you know. Birth of the Empire had been one that had been... The birth of the Empire around. was a t- an attack. Yeah, you're right. 
That would have been a good one. Because, you know, the Empire hasn't really been created yet, but it has to be created in Episode 3. But maybe Whereas George would have thought that was too much of a giveaway. Well, but everybody knows what's It's a happen. history lesson. That's all that these prequels are. I mean, there's... Okay, okay. It's, I, it's, it's not it's really a history lesson, Rich. It, it, it's not real. It happened a long time ago, and it got <laughs> far, far away, so you shut it, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Wrestling's not fake! <laughs> you have problems. Yeah, I know. Um, but it, it, it but just, I'll still like you and it, be your friend. It doesn't... I don't know. It just doesn't seem to follow the overall continuity, calling it Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I don't get it. Because George sense. Lucas has cared so much about continuity. You know what I think? Yeah. shop first. You know what I think the whole deal oh, yeah. is, though. I think George <laughs> Lucas has so much money that who cares? He doesn't have to care anymore. He's going to put a movie out. People are going to buy and it. And he wanted to use Revenge of the and, 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 and by golly, he's going to. Yeah. I know. Even even but even for the sake of the if I had as much money, yeah, I suppose if I had as much money as George Lucas and I was putting out another Star Wars movie, yeah. I'd title it another Star Wars movie. Because I know somebody's going to buy it. Just give me your money. Just yeah, call it episode three, money. episode three. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to call it episode three anyway. Seven dollar uh, movie. That's what I'd call it. Eight dollar movie. <laughs> Eight dollar yeah, movie. No good. <laughs> well, you know, and, and what you mentioned about continuity is true because, I mean, with the uh, with the DVDs coming out in September, the month that this episode is released, <laughs> um, I've seen screen caps of changes that have been made. Now, are the screen caps real? I don't know. Um, stuff like they've replaced... Uh, Sebastian Shaw with Hayden Christensen. That's wrong. For the ghost. That um, is so wrong. That they've changed. Uh, Why don't uh, they change old Obi Wan to young Obi Wan in all the ghost shots? Well, I didn't see screen cap of that, but I've heard that bantering around. Um, That's gay. Yeah, it, it, it's just That's like just gay. They gave Leia you know what, enhancements during the. Uh, <laughs> they switched Pamela Anderson's body in the. No, they put they put nipples on the bikini. <laughs> <laughs> metal nipples. Even the metal gets cold. Um. <laughs> it you know with I'm with all Batman. with all the changes that um that Lucas has done with the new movies coming out, is it any surprise that he could change the title Revenge of the Sith to something else? No, no. Return of the Sith would make more sense, but that's just too much like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, I guess this is one of those things that we'll just have to wait until the movies come out and the DVDs come out to see what has been. What stays the same? There you go. You know what I'd want to see more, even than the newest Star Wars movie made? Than another trilogy? Those dudes who made those really cool Superman and Batman things, they make movies. Yeah, and that's that's, uh, moving on to something we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, Oh, did I jump ahead to Hot Yeah, that's all right. Um, Before we get to those fan films, um, we've got about four fan films we're going to talk about. Um, Jedi Preachers. (laughs) um, (laughs) Which is brilliant. Are, are you ready? And then also moving into the non-Star Wars fan films, the uh, World's Finest in Grace, and we're going to talk about those when we get back from our interview with Sean O'Rourke. Which, which I recorded. was not there for. No, you were not there for. Um, but, but it was a good interview. Yes, it was. We recorded oh it God. at Trinicon, and uh, Sean O'Rourke, if you don't know him, he is the uh, one of the lead characters in Sins of the Jedi, um, uh, from sinsofthejedi.com. Um, he played Selenius Keegan. Um, and he was a great guy. We hung out with him at Trinicon. Um, and um, he he has some comments about the release of Sins of the Jedi. Kind of uh, some explanations and rebuttals to all the people that have been so critical about the film that, had, gosh, had been in the making for three years, three, well, four years. Well, that's because, like, their CGI dude went and fought a war. Well, right. And that's that's all the stuff that uh, Sean is going to explain here. Maybe we, we should say expletives more than explanations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just about. But uh, we had, like I said, we had a great time talking to him, and he reveals a lot of really good information about Sins of the Jedi, and we hope you enjoy the interview after we get back from these trailers. StarWarsFanWorks.com presents Star Wars and Beyond. Warning. Star Wars and Beyond can contain spoilers, serious issues, discussions of a frank manner, guaranteed to be politically incorrect, psychological nudity. Hey man, if it works for Michael Savage, it works for me. Star Wars and Beyond, Episode 1, hosted by Robbie Chastain, premiering in September 2004. Scheduled for the episode, an interview with Janine and Ron Garner of Requiem of the Outcast, an alternative look at Star Wars canon, newspapers and us, an excerpt from Star Wars a Musical, and the countdown to Episode 3 begins with a look back at Star Wars, now known as Episode 4, A New Hope. Look for this show in September on StarWarsFanWorks.com. The last Sith War was a hundred years ago, but it was a thousand years long. I'm not sure the Jedi Order will ever recover. Two Jedi Masters are reunited. It's good to see you again, Canarigan. You too, Salem. I really wish you'd stop mocking me like that. For a mission of galactic proportions. I am the Viceroy of the Trade Federation. My death will destabilize the economies of thousands of star systems. The bounty hunters on the loose. Why are you doing this? Because I was paid to. Mandalorian warrior from Instagram. I hate Jedi. And we hate Mandalorian. The future of the Trade Federation hangs in the balance. A partnership for our fledgling Trade Federation. This is exactly the recognition we need at this stage. Experience a thrilling adventure from the twilight of the Jedi Order. Peace over anger, honor over hate, strength over fear. Peace over anger, honor over hate, strength over fear. Peace over... Star Wars, Betrayed Federation. A full cast audio drama starring Adam Johnson and Steve Molman. Missiles. Now available from Sigma Phi Kappa Productions. Boys, boys, get to work. Sorry, sir. They don't really listen to me. StarWarsSpoofs.com is a website with humorous animated cartoons spoofing the Star Wars universe. So drop on by StarWarsSpoofs.com, see Darth Maul take on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn in a lightsaber duel on Naboo. Visit the beautiful and graceful clones on Kamino. And watch as an Ewok steals a speeder bike on Endor. www.starwarsspoofs.com The greatest spoofs in the galaxy. Alright, we're here at Trinocon. How do you Trinicon. 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 Alright, in Raleigh, uh, so North Carolina. Is... I, I think, think Trinocon. Right, let's, let's do it again. Hi, we're at Trinocon. Trinocon? Trinocon, yeah. Trinocon. Trinoc. Yeah, I, think, I think it's Trinocon. I think it's Trinocon. No, it's Trinoc. I've, I've, I've heard people say Trinoc. It's a fantastic con. 
<laughs> it's the con of all cons. Cons, okay. Yes. We are here. It is, what's the date today? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, today's the 20, 23rd, 24th. 23rd, today's 24th. It's Saturday no, the 24th. Saturday. Here. Saturday the 24th. <laughs> I have no idea. swearing. <laughs> you know how long it's going to take me to edit that? You know, what's, you know what's funny? When you start talking, the radio voice comes out. It's just well, natural. we're here at the Con, and it is Saturday the 24th, and we're having a blast out here. Summer and sunshine and tennis balls. And, it's okay. 5.41 in the a.m., and you're listening to Perspectives. <laughs> well, we are, here, we are here at whatever the hell this uh, con is called, Trinacon. Yes. And uh, we are here, Ron and myself, Janine is unfortunately not able to be with us, but we are here with Mr. Davey Beauchamp, who we will be speaking to later on. And Mr. Sean O'Rourke from Sins of the Jedi. Yes. Yes. Good at you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get a whoop from that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I had my Give bit part. I got a whoop one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Freaking whoop. <laughs> we don't even have to put in a Mel Brooks reference. Yeah, we it's already there. Yeah. 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 Now, of course, we've had, you are the first uh, guest to come on twice. So oh. congratulations. You're a first Wow. Uh, it should be a great honor. Um, Never yeah. done anybody twice. Sloppy second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you were on before, of course, for Sins of the Jedi. Yes. And uh, first of all, we'd like to know what you've done since the last time we've talked to you, because we know that you do quite a bit of anime. Yes. Uh, certain types of anime, some with giant robots and some with hentai. Uh, yes. Hentai. 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 Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Yeah, I actually, um, I, uh, I've done one feature film, three independent films, and seven animes since the last time we've talked. So I've been actually pretty busy. Any of those you'd like to mention? Uh, I did a movie called Strike the Tent. I did a film called uh, Sightlines, and I did a film called The Mark, and another, in, an independent horror film called The Cutting Room. And um, uh, as far as the anime, I did Lumna Forever, and uh, a few I can't pronounce because they haven't been translated yet. And I have done two hentai, which was it's my first venture into the hentai, and it's very interesting. <laughs> a lot of a lot of bamboo and a lot of naked anime chicks. So in bondage. So it's a lot of fun. Rock on. Go, let's take it out. It's our first adult episode of Requiem of the Outcast. How do you warm up? To, uh, your, how, how do you prepare yeah. for your roles? I have a fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> so what do they exactly fluff? Uh, my nipple. Just one though, because that's all I need to stimulate. The writer's left. You're that much of a uh, of a wonderful actor that you only need one nipple to really get into character. Yes, one ice cube, one nipple, and especially for uh, a a finger in the ass. No, I'm kidding. Especially for the role of a 67 year old man. Yes. Yes, this is fantastic. Can, that's just because you can only fill it in one nipple. It's a six-year-old man. <laughs> you know, the nipples are the first thing to go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You guys should know. Oh. I'm only 26. Hey, this is his are show. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. So, how old are you, Davey? He's 28. I'm 28. And, and you're, oh, I'm 31. I'm 29, so we're We're, we're kind of all in the same good. area. Yeah. We're all in the same area. Damn, Damn, you have not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You look like you're like 40. You're Damn, Norm. You, you deserve mind. that shit. Normally, somebody buys me dinner before they bend me over and stick me like that. Oh! <laughs> you deserved it. Wow, how oh. much are we going to be editing out of this episode? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> We're playing this one as is. I'm gonna have this to is go going on the pay part of this site. <laughs> is there a pay part of the site? There will be after this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
my God. All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to uh, Sins of the Jedi, like you mentioned before. Yes. Um, not only did you have, uh, did you play the uh, the leading role? Yes. Um, Solinus Keegan, correct? Solinus Keegan, yes. Solinus Keegan. But you also did quite a few um, voice work in that. Now, yes. Um, can you give any pointers to being able to alter your voice to be able to play multiple characters? Because quite a few people, especially in the fan audio realm, they're they're using the same people over and over and over again. And a lot of times there is no difference in voice inflection or characterization, really. And you start to wonder if wow. they're all the same characters. Do well, you have any tips for that? Actually, you know, as far as tips of that, it, that's tough because... Um, a lot of this stuff just comes out of nowhere with me. Uh, I've been, since I was a kid, able to manipulate my voice and do tons of different uh, impersonations and creatures and things like that. And that, I, honestly, that I almost think that's a God-given gift. I don't know. I hate to be that way. I don't want to sound, you know, arrogant or anything, but it's really, that's, I just, I have no tips. It's just something that comes out of me. I'm a psycho. Well, <laughs> as Beauchamp would say, I'm that good. <laughs> hey, but I am that good. Yeah. I'm that damn good. That damn good. What can I say? God-given talent. Yeah. And it's all Earl's fault. <laughs> Earl is not God, you know that. <laughs> God-given talent. It's Earl's fault. <laughs> he we fucking started. He forgot. He started the whole, you know, Beauchamp oh, cult. Yes, one of, one of the rivaling the Church of the he, Subgenius yeah, for members. He um, fucking he gave the me priest, the ego. He is the high priest of the Beauchamp cult. He True. is. Yeah. And I, and I bought my, my first two followers today. Yes. Yes. I'm a BFer. Yes. Well, and a you Beauchamp got follower. Too. And you got well. And I've you, been baptized in the Beauchamp. Yeah. You got to meet one of your new stalkers. That was cool. Oh, that's true. The yes. flying pig. Yes, the flying hey, pig. Hey, hey, yes. Me, <laughs> Kermit. <laughs> Boy, I'm just glad the bitch is off my deck. <laughs> and yeah, she's going to be hitting your site. From oh, my side. Oh. <laughs> so you'll have to edit this out. Oh, you you yeah. got to remember, oh, yeah, you're like your second that. second favorite person. Too, oh, yeah, so. apparently. I'm, I'm, I'm almost as funny as Beauchamp here, as you <laughs> yeah. said. Okay, okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Yes. The clean stuff. Oh, wait. <laughs> I think we should talk about my pivotal role in, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, my pivotal role, I mean, I don't think Sins the of the movie, Jedi... Yes, would, um, would not have been complete yeah. without Greedo yes. in the bar scene, yes. which was nicely portrayed by Dave O'Bear. Yes. I thought it was brilliantly and portrayed. I also personally. don't have a credit on the film, but, you know, that's you fine. You actually do have a credit on the film. They told I, me no, I, didn't. I, did, I didn't see it. Ooh. Oh, no, wait. No, I stand corrected. I did see it. I did see it. And I, and I thought this entire time I wasn't credited. You were, no, about, no, you no, were no. just about to rat somebody out. You did rat somebody out. I, uh, and, yeah. And it, and it was But I, I did your voice. Yeah, your I know. Your, the yeah, I know. The That's awesome. Yeah. Let's yes. do the dialogue, because I get to see this. Uh, the dialogue that you say? Yeah. Awesome. That's what you say. Awesome. You're I ordering like a drink. That's what it is. Yeah. Cool. You know what that translates to? How do you make a little girl cry? <laughs> no, actually, I was trying do you know to he, stay away from that. Do you, know, do you know what he's ordering? Do you know what he's ordering in that scene? What's that? Uh, Shirley Temple. Kick ass. Basically, one of my favorite oh. story drinks as a kid. Really? Yes. I once more were I really like girls. Shirley Temple. <laughs> okay. I sure. <laughs> All right. So what you do? Yes. Hentai man. Yes. Now, with Sins of the Jedi, uh, now that it's finally been released, you, it suffered quite a bit of criticism. Yes. Um, uh, almost 20% of the posts were criticism, and um, there are some some responses to that, and I'm glad that you picked uh, Reckoning of the Outcast to voice those. Yes, I'm yes. sure those 14 people <laughs> that listen to our show were really influenced sports, but which... <laughs> <laughs> 
listen. Well, I mean, the bottom line is, uh, it was we had an eighty, eighty or t- eighty to twenty percent. Eighty liked it, twenty percent didn't. Most of the twenty percent were people who picked it apart for um, uh, uh, things that I would call silly. Uh, they they looked at uh, aspect ratios. They looked at um, compression. They, they they picked it apart on a technical aspect, which made them entirely overlook the story that was developing. It is a developing story. Uh, a lot of people complained that the first episode it was you know I guess it came in at about 11 minutes long, and a lot of people were complaining about um, uh, that there was no character development. Well. This was a, we tried to follow the formula a lot like the original Star Wars. The first Star Wars opened up with uh, the blockade runner being captured, Darth Vader and the stormtroopers blowing up the door and shoot out, and then an escape by C-3PO and R2-D2. And that's kind of where we left it. Now, the next episode, which will be released later this summer, if everything goes right, uh, is when C-3PO and R2-D2 basically land on, the, on, the, on Tatooine and have to start telling... Story, it's you know, and in the original Star Wars film, it's kind of slow during that. It's a, you know, it's it's a lot of dialogue driven. There's not a lot of action going on, and that's what the next episode is about. It sets up the characters. It sets up uh, uh, the next big phase of the film uh, because it is 85 minutes long, and uh, so we tried to do a big bang in the beginning, and then kind of leave people hanging. Which a lot of people complain that we left them hanging, or that it wasn't really a cliffhanger, and it, you know, and but they actually technically bought into what we were trying to do. Uh, the next episode is very character-driven, and we'll probably get complaints that, oh, well, this episode was too slow, and there was nothing but dialogue, and where's the, you know, the basic lightsaber duels in every fan film that should be going on? Well, we're following a specific formula like, like the original Star Wars film, and uh, where you have your characters, you kind of have a cantina scene, you kind of have... We're doing... We're fans of the movie, so we are paying homage to it in a way that... Um, uh, we take we, we all said, wow, well, what do we like about all the movies? Well, we we liked Salacious Crumb and we liked the Gamorrean Guard and okay, well let's make sure they're in the in the uh, in the bar and uh, and because this is a this is kind of falls in between Episode Three and Episode and A New Hope, that maybe the Gamorrean Guard was sent to this planet to pick up Salacious to be his court jester at Jabba's palace. See, there's kind of backstory with the characters in the bar, but a lot of people really didn't put thought into that. They just kind of ripped it apart on a. Um, on a on a technical level, which I thought was a uh, uh, a little a little not fair, but I mean, it, as I said, it was eighty twenty on the on the criticism, so it wasn't really as bad as as bad as I thought. It was a little rushed. We had um, some problems with uh, uh, our CG guy had gone to Iraq, which uh, everyone knows the, the war and everything there. He was gone for six months, and when he left, he took his hard drive with him, which had all of our footage on it. So we were at a standstill for six months. When he came back, he gave us the hard drive, and then we had to uh, uh, find a new CG guy because he was only here for a week, and he wanted to spend time with his family, and we were not going to say, well, you need to be working on Sins of the Jedi. This guy was in Iraq for six months. He comes back. He's spending time with his son and his wife. So then he goes back to Iraq, which he's still gone. Uh, he was only here for two weeks, and then he's back to Iraq. He does security out there, and so God bless him. I hope he doesn't get hurt. Uh, uh, he's doing a fine job over there. And so... What we did was, uh, so that, you know, basically put us behind six to seven months, which, you know, we'd already, it was already a year and a half that we've already did principal photography. And um, we kind of rushed it out 
because it was hitting the, the three-year mark, almost the three-year mark with, this, with the film. And uh, we said, well, let's get this out, and if we have to fix anything later, we'll fix it later because the fans are waiting. We've got to at least give them something. And uh, in hindsight, we probably should have held it and not given it to them until it was perfect in our minds. And, uh, but at the same time, they would have complained that, oh, it was just another fan film that fell through the cracks because these people couldn't get anything done. But we are all professional people in the film industry, and I, as a working actor, had other jobs I had to do. As everyone knows, you can't get paid for a fan film. And so I did this for Labor Love. I'm a Star Wars fan. I did it because it's a great character. And... Um, but at the same time, I, I have to do the jobs in between that, and so did everybody else. The producers, uh, uh, the special effects guys, they worked on tons of films in between this and, and devoted their, their hard work. And, uh, you know, it kind of fell short with the CG, but that's because it was kind of a rushed job. Uh, but again, we wanted to get it out, and the next episode will be out soon. And uh, as we keep going on editing, we will be tweaking the things, and the criticism that we saw on the boards, we will be taking that into consideration and fixing the things so that we have our, complete, our completed film to be the, the best it could be, uh, the best representation of what we wanted to show. And that's kind of where I stand with it. And, uh, it's, it's a, it was a fantastic project to work on. It's still fantastic. And uh, people really don't understand the scale of where it's going, uh, the battle that we have. We had more stormtroopers than any other fan film ever. Uh, we had explosions. We, had, we have stuff that's just going to blow people's minds. They are not ready for what we have to show them. I mean, not to mention the, uh, the precedent that was almost set in the series with the, the fantastic set, with the, the castle set from... Uh, from Black Knight, which I really do believe, like you mentioned in the other interview, more people saw Sins of the Jedi than, than saw Black Knight. That saw Black Knight, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's, that's exactly right. But um, I, I just uh, saw it a few days ago, and I was, I was blown away. Now, we got to see a, a previous uh, preview copy of it without the CG, and uh, we were blown away with it from there, and we did notice some of the... Uh, Little bits and pieces that were off um, on the on the fan on the release from TFN. Yeah, we but actually I have to had say that that really, you know, once you find the backstory out about it, then it's like, oh, okay, it's forgivable because you know what? It's the people should be making these fan films about the story, not the special effects. Right, and we really want to concentrate on the story, and um, uh, at, at the same time. Uh, people missed a lot of the really cool things about the yeah, first oh, episode. Oh, all um, the, the in There's lots of in props. Wow. Uh, the, when, they, when we're gambling, the cards is a deck of Uno cards done in Arabish. And uh, we thought the hardcore fans were going to look at the writing on the cards in the gambling scene and, and really pick that apart and find that. And I thought that that would be a really fun thing. Some of the dialogue that the creatures say in the cantina are lines out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, there's lots of things like that throughout the entire film, but people seem to be so distracted with technical things that they didn't get the fun out of it and um, I'm hoping they'll go back and reevaluate it when it's finished again. You know, something that just occurred to me is that most fans bitch and complain about the fact that Lucas is putting too much special effects and not being story driven or character driven in the uh, in the actual movies and now people are fussing about technical details on fan films. Yeah. How, yeah, that is, how funny is that? That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> well, more sad than funny. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for coming down. Um, this, this has been awesome getting to hang out with you all day. Had a lot of fun. Oh, we have um, had a blast. Definitely yes. got to do it next year. Hentai. <laughs> Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Is Elizabeth around here? That's an you know? inside joke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, inside um, joke. Yeah. Um, I would Very inside. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, go ahead and plug your website. Uh, Yeah. Um, You can follow all the updates on seanorourke.com. That's S-H-A-U-N-O-R-O-U-R-K-E.com. I have a forum section where I constantly put up posts. I've done five animes in the last month and a half. Uh, voice work, and uh, I'm continually working, and you got to keep up with the Joneses. That's what i got to say. Well, thank you very much. And if you don't, I'm going to punch a hole in your chest and rip out your goddamn spine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right, we're back. And now we're going to talk a little bit about fan films. Um, <laughs> we saw two Star Wars fan films. Um, one of them is called Are You Ready? It's uh, brought to us by the Making County Clones, which is a fan force in uh, basically the middle of Georgia. And uh, you can find this movie at uh, geocities.com slash Macon underscore clones. Um, so what do you guys think of it? I thought it was really good for a fan force. It was very entertaining. Did did its job. Now what it did, and what about you, Ron? No, I, I, I really liked it. And like, like Janine said, for for a fan force production, it was it was really good. And, and I really liked the whole... The whole uh, nod to Seinfeld in there. Yeah, yeah that was um, great. <clears throat> what the film is about, it's a short film, probably about five, ten minutes long at the most. Um, it's about uh, a gentleman who works for Lucasfilm going to George, uh, going to George Lucas and showing him three commercials for uh, episode three. And uh, we get to see those commercials. Now, George Lucas has played much the same way that George Steinbrenner was played uh, on Seinfeld. Meaning we um, never see his face. You just see the back of him. See the back of his head. Or that one shot where the guy's standing in front of him and his arms are coming out from each side yeah. of the guy. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's brilliantly done. It's really, really funny. Um, and the, the commercials that they play are actually really good. There was Remote. There was uh, Speeder. And there was, what was the other one? I don't remember what the third one was. Remote and Speeder. Remote was the best. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. You'll have to watch it uh, yeah. to find out. Yeah, definitely watch it. Um, they, they basically, you know, some, some takeoffs of all the things that we figure that George would think up, you know, um, what he was probably doing or thinking of when he first came up with some of these concepts for the movies. Now, this was put together really well. The George Lucas was just <laughs> fast-talking, a lot of jokes. Yeah, well, um, it was very much... Very much like George, the George Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner yeah. character, yeah. And again, uh, that was a fan force production by the Making County Clones, and you can, of course, download it at uh, www.geocities.com slash Macon, M-A-C-O-N, underscore clones. Now, the second uh, Star Wars Making fan clones. film... Making Clones. The second uh, fan film that we saw was Jedi Preachers. Oh, that was funny. That this, funny. this has gone up to my third favorite fan film, um, just below... Uh, Follow the Saga and uh, the Formula. Um, now, which which Follow the Saga and the Formula? Which one's number one? Then? I don't know. I don't know. I can't really follow say. the Saga. Follow the Saga. I'd have to say Follow the Saga. But the thing about the Formula was that they went ahead and put like a special edition that they did where they remixed some things with a couple of nice extra scenes, but it completely throws off the feel of the movie. I think so. That knocked it down. I think Follow the Saga does have to be my favorite. But anyway, I'm a big fan of Follow the Saga. Which of course you can find Follow the Saga at Southern Ronan. Uh, dot com, and you can find the formula at, at fanfilms.com. Who made Follow the Saga? Why, I believe that was Earl Newton. Oh, uh, uh, I don't like if, it anymore. <laughs> if you would like to order an Earl Newton love doll, just contact Rich. And, uh, I do not have that, all right. I'd sell it on eBay. Um, <laughs> Your wife got upset. A girl, yeah, a girl named Mandy bought it. Um, the, <laughs> um, 
Jedi Preachers is brought to us by uh, Peter Haynes, I believe his name is. Um, he's the same guy that uh, brought us Fanboys. Which was hilarious Which as is well. about my fourth favorite fan film. Um, Very creative. Jedi Preachers deals with, uh, and it goes to um, Auckland, New Zealand, I believe. And, um, he should have contacted me for costumes, man. Yeah, well, the, the costumes I would have sent him costumes for free. The costumes on it are really good, but you can tell that they're mainly Ren Fair costumes. Uh, but it does lend a, a feel to the, the overall film that these guys are really taking it seriously. What the premise is, is that uh, much like you have street preachers, and in this part of uh, New Zealand there are quite a few street preachers. They're Christian, uh, other, many other religions. <laughs> But you've got these force believers, uh, these Jedi that are out there, and they're also trying to win people to the force, I guess. Uh, win people to Yoda. Um, and they, they have everything. They've got songs that they're singing the out there, Jedi little hymns. They've got the Ten Jedi Commandments. Thou shalt not kiss thy sister. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not kill thy enemy. Thou uh, shalt honor thy mother and thy father, unless thy father is a dark lord. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not kill thy enemy if, if, uh, uh, severing, if severing their their hand will suffice. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazingly well done, really funny. It's brought to us as a documentary, um, and it's these it's these guys who got together and are they have pamphlets and everything, and they're giving them out to people. I mean, this was done as if it was a serious uh, religion, and it's it's just absolutely Very amazing. Clever. It was clever, um, just. Funny. Great thinking, and and the humor that that is in it is just outstanding. Yes, like we said, they've got the Ten Commandments. You've got a, a street preacher, a, a guy out there uh, I like preaching. The dancer. Yeah, there, there was a guy who was uh, singing, uh, basically leading the songs, and then this guy who was dancing, which was I mean, he was just I mean, goofy break dancing, but it was funny. Quality break dancing. Quality in a, in a cloak, no less. Yes, we're some of the stuff he was doing. We were surprised he wasn't tripping on his cloak. But uh, they also uh, reenacted some of the uh, famous scenes in Star Wars history uh, to showcase what <laughs> what has happened in the history of this this struggling religion, this striving religion. Uh, <laughs> Did Luke kiss his wife on the cross? No, but he got his hand chopped off by his father. <laughs> My favorite was the, the force flows through all of us, through you, through me. Th- these buildings. The little dolphins. <laughs> All I can say is, if you, you've got, or or you've got, you've got, yo, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, what's his name, Java. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you've got Buddha. You've got uh, who, who else? The pandas and sumo wrestlers. <laughs> <And> sumo wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> All, all of these anti anti uh, Jedi. Jedis. Editor's note: You'll be able to find this film at fanfilms.com. Just look under its actual title, "Feel the Force: The Jedi Street Preachers of Auckland City." Which I just realized you have a copy of Blind Fury. You must be the only guy in the world who's got a copy of Blind Fury. Rutger Hauer was the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie once, and I, I, I couldn't ever, ever... You know what? You know what I love that movie. It was the scene where he's driving, and the lady <laughs> says, What, are you blind? And he goes, Yeah! <laughs> he's driving with his ears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, speaking of good movies, because that one really isn't. I mean, it's not a quality film. I like it because it's fun. But yes. uh, we want to get on to uh, World's Finest. Oh, oh, good flick. Man. Now, this is uh, brought to us by uh, I'll Sandy I'll $8 Cara. to see that in the theater. Yes, I would, too. Well, if it was a full length. Yeah, not just the trip. But it, the this movie was created by the same guys who did Batman Dead End. 
so you know it's quality. Uh-huh. And the premise is, can Batman and Superman work together long enough to survive? And they had a really sexy Superman who looked really good in his skin-tight like, uh, Lycra spandex <laughs> outfit. Yes, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the casting... He was ripped. <laughs> the casting of that was really amazing. I, I mean, I'm just blown away because they're Who's Superman. He's a big, buff dude. Um, you know what I like the casting for? Was that was well? We'll get Didn't to it. Talk about it yet? Ooh. We'll get to that in just a minute. No, you got. I did. <laughs> I like. Oh, Catwoman. Yeah, I thought you. Were, I was thinking Batgirl for some reason. Oh, but yeah, Catwoman. World's finest, of course, is you know Batman, Superman, and it's 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 got some amazing. It's got some good special effects in it. I mean, you've got the bad guy Lex Luthor with the uh, traditional green body armor that he uh, he wore in the comic series for a little while. And he's laying some smack down on, on old Batsy and Superman. And yeah. if you get a chance to watch it, I really suggest you download it and watch it. It's amazingly well done. You can get that at fanfilms.com. Which leads us to, with this total wave of superheroes and comic books, leads us to Grayson. Oh, Which good. was, I, I think, just shy of ten minutes. It's seven or eight minutes long. They're going to make a JLA movie. This is a perfect premises for it. Right, and we're not really spoiling anything. There are quite a few cameos, not not quite like Dead End, not as revolutionary Whatever. as premise, Dead premise. End. Premises, premises, I don't but care. you've got Wonder Woman. Green Lantern. Else? Green Lantern, Superman. Catwoman. Um, Catwoman. Who was, Catwoman was played by Kimberly Page, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Oh. It's Kimberly Page of WCW fame and formerly of DDP. That's right, guys. She's single. Um, and uh, oh. they just put her in normal black leather clothes, and you knew it was Catwoman oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and they were nice black leather clothes. <laughs> and and they're, they're tremendous butt when she's just walking oh, away from the camera. Even I have to admit, that was a good butt <laughs> and, and thankfully they did not bring in Aquaman, so <laughs> there, there are no gay characters in the movie. The ambiguously gay duo, I did see them make a, you know, a little uh, cameo of that. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. No, they weren't actually. <laughs> but it, the, the story is Robin, Dick, Dick Grayson, um, who is coming back to Gotham after uh, Batman is killed. And yeah, but you learned that in the first two seconds. Yeah, so that's, that's not a spoiler. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. It starts at the um, funeral. You, yeah, it starts off right at the funeral, and you have uh, you know Dick Grayson who comes back and is just looking for revenge. Now, you enter Superman, who is going against Robin. And there, there's some questions about why he's going against Robin. And I think it's because of the fact that you've got Dick Grayson, who just wants revenge. And so it's like, is he doing it for the right reasons? He may be trying to kill whoever did this, you know, whoever did this bad stuff. And you see bad guys, because it doesn't reveal who the killer of Batman is, but you see... Uh, Batman bad guys of the Riddler, uh, Penguin, um, of the course, Joker Catwoman, was great. Joker looked yeah. fantastic. Joker was great. Um, now Superman is fighting. Uh, I, I think that uh, Robin is just looking for revenge. He's just looking for the killer. He's going to take him out, kill them, whatever. And it seems like Superman's trying to make sure that he's just not wantonly killing another human being, um, because it seems like the JLA is actually, uh, or the rest of JLA is actually protecting Robin. Yeah. Trying um, to keep Robin from killing people. And right, and so it seems like there's a lot of conflict between the team members of Justice League, which, of course, Superman, you know, all these guys. So Batman was a major player in the JLA. Um, yes. So, you know, and that's the coolest thing about it. The trailer sets up a lot, and it leaves you wanting more. It mm-hmm. gives you just enough that you are you just have to know more 
but not so much that it's like, oh, well, there was just too much in there. I don't really care. So it was you know, really well made. You know, the one thing I was disappointed, though, is that there were no Wonder Twins in this trailer. Yeah. yeah. I you wanted know, to see two kids going, form of. You know what? The the one kid is like, form of, bangle tired to mall people. The other guy's like, form of, bucket of water that Spongebob could kick my ass, you I know, know? I know. So it's <laughs> really not the, all that feasible the, as superheroes. The, the chick has the really the, the worst... Uh, no, it was the, the, the chick dude. was the cool one. Yeah, the dude that, has like, the worst powers. Yeah, you know, like the just the worst powers in the world. Bear. He always like he's always like water or smoke or ice cube. Yeah, and you know what and kills me about the, the Wonder Twins mm-hmm. always has, and I say this anytime anybody brings up the Wonder Twins, but it just nags me whenever I hear the word, you know, the words Wonder Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wonder Twins. Every episode of the old Super Friends, they would get trapped somewhere in a in a dungeon in a in a room in a you know in a cell, something. Somebody would trap them somewhere. And it would take them the entire 30-minute episode to figure out that they could change shape to get out. I mean, the Wonder Twins must have been the most retarded superheroes ever made. Maybe. <laughs> they were they were the superhero wenches. You know? yeah, they should have called them the special twins. <laughs> <laughs> they rode the short bus to all their crime-fighting adventures. Exactly. Uh, something that, that's also available on the, uh, the, Grayson webs- or the website for Grayson is the behind the scenes. Oh, that, that was if, great. If you are a filmmaker, you have got to watch this because you realize, <laughs> I can do this. Yeah. Because as phenomenal a film as Grayson is, the guy pulls tricks out of his butt to to do this. And you just watch it and it's like, it's just amazing. See, he had an $18,000 budget. That's how much it cost him to make this. But 11000 went to the camera and film. The rest was just little things, like where they had to make an underwater containment cell for the the camera, which was actually used as props later on. The pieces of which were props, you know. So, I mean, it's like, this guy knows how to stretch a buck and just pull amazing tricks. I mean, everything from painting his room or one one or two walls in his apartment and putting a bunch of bookshelves up and books and you've got a library to the other side of the, the other corner... He, you know, put some red uh, wrapping paper on the wall, and here he's got an office. And in another, uh, you know, his parking garage, he uses, all you know, all of the time. Yeah. And Same alley used for everything. I mean, yeah, just one alley that's used for all of the alley shots. I mean, it's just... Or the, the golf course that was... The, the, well, dozens there of were golf qu- There were quite a few places where they trespassed to get the shots, too. Yeah. But, but yeah. if you look at it, you realize that, you know, that any... Any movie can be made, no matter what it is. You can make it, no matter what your budget is. You just got to think creatively, and you really got to think of different ways to do it. And this guy, I mean, this guy could write a book on guerrilla, you know, movie making, <laughs> yeah. on outlaw That's cinema. Um, but well, you my can favorite was when they snuck into the people's yards <laughs> to plug in their lights yeah. for the scene where they were running, or the <laughs> or the knocking on, you know. Houses all over Beverly Hills to try to find one to let them walk through the gate. Just and that's just, just the gate for a, a less than two second shot. So I mean, definitely the, the extra amount has been used, uh, has been walked for this film, and it, it truly is amazing. And the behind the scenes is, is you know, almost more valuable than the film itself. And the film is worth so much. I mean, it's just absolutely astounding to watch. And of course, that is called Grayson, and you can find that also at FanFilms.com. I'm kind of glad that TFN has branched off into. Uh, other types of film make, uh, films instead of just the Star Wars fan films. Let's face it, a lot of the Star Wars fan films that come suck. out anymore, they're... Well, it, some, a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them suck. But a lot of them, it isn't so much that they suck, it's just that oh, we've seen that cereal. so many times. 
it's the you know the same two Jedi. In the same forest. In the same forest. On the same bridge. Yeah, and I mean, the it's, same uh, bad wigs. I mean, let's face it. You know, we can't really blame filmmakers for that because didn't Lucas Bill, Luke, Lucas books have the same problem when they before they introduced the new Jedi Order? Mm-hmm. Everything can get repetitive, yeah. and so um, you know we're started. TFN has branched off, and I think that uh, we also will branch off just a little bit where we're going to start including more uh, reviewing and talking about more. Um, amateur films that we find online. Because let's face it, the whole point of the show is to help people out with right. their amateur progress. Pro- Project. Project. Right. right, and so by no means are we <laughs> dropping the Star Wars uh, from our show, but we're going to start, because after Episode 3 talk comes out, there isn't going to be a whole lot more news and, and stuff to talk about besides the fan film community and if we don't and fan audio and if we don't branch out the show's going to lo- uh, end up dying it will so. still be primarily Star Wars yes. otherwise I quit independent media with a Star Wars twist we're going to be talking a lot about the Star Wars stuff but we're going to be branching out bringing you more stuff such as talking about Sock Baby and Red vs. Blue oh Red vs. Blue yeah. is great and, and stuff from Channel101.com we're going to be talking a lot more it, about those this show is, is we do it because we, we enjoy it so you know, we're gonna do the stuff that we're gonna we do enjoy. The stuff we enjoy, and if we take all the Star Wars out, Nathan won't help with hosting anymore. So moving and on. If we take all the Star Wars out, <laughs> I quit. We're gonna yeah. leave just enough Star Wars in that Nathan will bear the, the brunt of the hosting. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Why did you bring up Nathan? You know what? We, we almost the made episode. the whole. Oh my episode. gosh, you're right. I feel so. I feel ashamed. I'm sorry. Um, the mighty Mo has struck again. <laughs> But uh, and you know what? We are going to be right back with. Uh, speaking of, you know, promoting uh, projects and stuff like that, we're going to be bringing some more trailers and whatnot, including a commercial I made for Bones Burnt Black, which I recorded thanks to you information. Made a commercial? Yeah, I'm going to let you guys listen to it. You guys haven't listened oh, to cool. it yet. Cool. Um, for Bones Burnt Black by Steve Cobb. Find his website Steve S T E V E C O B B dot com. Got that right for the first time in months. A ship with no crew falls towards the sun. One crew member has deserted. The other wakes floating deep in space with no memory of who she is or why she's there. The captain, trapped on the bridge's ceiling by intense G-forces, fights to remain conscious as the large craft tumbles end over end. With no escape and no way to stop this enormous craft, seven passengers struggle to reach ship's center as the saboteur among them murders them one by one. Bones Burnt Black, the powerful new science fiction novel by Stephen Ewan Cobb. Fast, literate, compelling. Bones Burnt Black, ask for it at your favorite bookstore today. Star Wars meets Rumblora. Hilarity ensues. Do I have time to say pun? Listen, I've seen the Run. Leia. Run. Underestimate the power of the dark side of spooking subtitles of German dialogue. Available at www.runlayerun.com or force.netfans. We're back, and in lieu of, because it's only been about two weeks since we last recorded, um, we're not, we, there weren't enough fanfic that was released. So we can't do our normal goofing on the fanfic titles. We However, can read Nora Jones. No. However... I was thinking about you, Ron, when I found this particular topic on uh, the Jedi Council Literature Forum. Uh-oh. Member Han Solo Knisser, three, Knisser? that was his username, uh, recently created a thread titled Luke, Mara, the Force, and Sex. 
Uh, here's the opening post that was used. I'm scared already. <laughs> I'd like to ask a question about Luke and Mars' sexual relationship. While reading a passage during Balance Point, I got to thinking. Based upon Mars' belief that the force should not be taken for granted, and that a person should push themselves as far as they can go without having to rely on the force as a crutch or a cushion, do you think that Luke and Mari used the force to reach higher levels of pleasure during lovemaking? Now, I just want to read some of these responses, and uh, we, we can goof about them as we go. From a fellow named, uh, from a person named Mastage. Frankly, I think the fine muscle control and agility that come from Mars' background as an assassin and dancer, and Luke's yoga, and Luke's yogic tr- physical training with Yoda, would be more helpful than most of what they could do with the Force. Except that they could levitate themselves to new positions. Exactly, you could have an entire Yoda Sutra, or <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my God! Yoda Yaddle, you know they were they were writing some of that. Uh, um, Alpha Red said, I bet good money that they do use the force in sex. Jedi would not lose concentration. They could not pull off sophisticated feats of acrobatics while using the force if such a thing happened. And I don't believe it's wrong either. They're in love and should have the right to conduct a sexual relationship however they want. If this means using the force to help induce 23 orgasms in the span of 5 microseconds, so be it. I like his thinking. (laughs) Alright, and from Boba Ain't No Clone... Yeah, I think that they would use the Force during sex. Why wouldn't they? If it improves your lightsaber skills, then why wouldn't it improve your other saber skills? <laughs> I can't comment on that. I don't, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, here's my take on this. This dude, why did he even post the question? First of all, I can see, okay, yeah, you're reading the book. You happen to think of this. Well, the next answer should be, well, duh, you move on <laughs> with your life and you continue to read the book. Okay, here's You don't post it on a fan here's page. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's funny you mention that because the Han Solo Panisser 3 brings up, uh, they post again. One of the reasons that I chose to start this thread was because I think that Luke and Mara's relationship is a great demonstration about the major differences between the old Jedi Order and the new Jedi Order. The point I was trying to explore is that Mars' personal belief is that the Force should never be used unless it is necessary. But I wonder if that philosophy carries over into the bedroom for the Skywalkers. In other words, do Luke and Mara deliberately surrender some of their discipline in order to achieve a higher state of physical and emotional enjoyment and connection during their lovemaking? I think that it would be natural if they did this, but would it be right for a Jedi to do this? Save your comment for the end, because it will be the perfect cap before it. Okay. I mean, the the whole thing about it, it, you need to get alive. What are you going to say, Jenny? It's the same thing. That guy has put way too much thought into this. <laughs> I would agree. But, uh, and you know, here's a really good <laughs> response to that also. This is creeping me out. Imagine Mark Hamill and that McRandall chick naked and floating around the room like if it in space. Perish the thought. <laughs> well, okay, may- maybe thinking about the McRandall thing isn't such a bad thing, but uh, Mark Hamill floating around naked in space. Uh, no, thank you. And there's a, quite a few and other besides, more incongruities. Would, uh, would Luke have his glove off or on? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Get them again. And what about Anakin? I mean, he's got the big, like, Dr. Claw thing, you know? <laughs> the claw, the claw. <laughs> I'll get you next time, Padme. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> Ron, I think you have a particular take on this subject. Yeah, my take on this subject is that this guy... And the people, a lot of the people that responded to him have way too much time, A, way too much time on their hands. I, I mean, way too much time on their hands. And, and, and B, they're thinking so much about fictional characters and their sexual lives 
it leads me to believe that there's a good chance that they're not experiencing any, experiencing any sexual lives themselves. <laughs> or they're throwing off their concentration, trying to do things that they shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and see, they're probably <laughs> sitting in some dark, dark, dark corner of their mother's basement. <laughs> reading, reading these books. Yeah. And they're not Nora Jones books either. With, with a blanket over their head and a flashlight... <laughs> reading these books, getting overly excited about Mara Jade. <laughs> you know, it's all the people out there that read stuff like that and take it seriously and answer, you know, goofingly, that's cool. But if you're out there taking it a little bit too seriously, that's just kind of creepy. I mean, you know, people with, like, names like, you know, Luke Rules the Universe, I Want His Body, or... You know, the Han hey, Solo. Hey, that's the, my panel. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Or like Jar Jar Binks, you know, oh, is just a lover, whole, or Jane a lover. I mean, just oh creepy names gosh. like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just the whole, that is the whole pretty thing, creepy. The whole thing where he... The whole thing in his response... His, his, his second, We're out loud. That's his second response. His second response there where he's talking about, you know... His second strike? Where he's talking about <laughs> about you know how he just wants to see if it's morally correct or what whatever. They're, Get they're, a life. They're, they're fictional characters in a Star Wars book. All right. This <laughs> is okay. First of all, they're married. Okay, I'm gonna be the the reality answer here. They're in. I think Ron was the reality in, answer. Okay, you be the reality. I'll be the I'll get his fake. I'll get okay. his fake little world. The, the continuity there. answer. Okay. They're married. Whatever they do in their bedroom behind closed doors is morally fine as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> as long as no one else is being introduced. That is, unless what they're doing is obsessing over fictional characters in a Star Wars novel. So you're fine with the Jawa with the holovid projector, right? No. That's an additional person <laughs> in the room. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I mean, and obviously it's morally correct. I mean, Shmi and the Force had a great time together, obviously. I still think that was Mace. <laughs> <laughs> but Anakin... You won't remember this time. It was, it, I bet you it was Palpatine, actually. Wouldn't Anakin you be won't a, remember this Yeah, time. I was going to say, Anakin would be a better badass You won't remember Mace. this debauchery. <laughs> but you know, it's funny, because he... he uh, Han Solo Knisser 3 actually goes on for like a few more posts talking about this and stuff me? like that. So, yeah, I think it's pretty much. Uh, Do you think over, that guy has a job? I'm probably, Do you think that guy has know. a life? Do you think that guy has ever had sex <laughs> with, with someone other than himself? <laughs> Look, are you insinuating something? <laughs> no, no, wow. no, yes. You're a man of the world, Squire. I mean, you've been around, haven't you? She's a goer. <laughs> you slept with a lady. Yes. What's it like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Okay, so, so like, if, if you didn't use the Force when you have sex, how does it feel when you don't use the Force when you have sex? Pretty freaking good. <laughs> I'm sure they're not pulling a lot from uh, experience. All right, and finally, closing off the episode is the, the Star Wars Fanworks Report, all of the stuff that's coming to StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Internet Fan Audio. We've got Nothing Changes Part 3, 
by Nathan Butler. Nothing. And Flu Hardy. I had no idea. No, the Nothing Changes, of course, is the rewrite slash adaptation Wait, it really to was by audio of Prelude was it to really, Hell. Was it really? So it really was by It Nathan was written Butler. by and adapted by uh, Butler and uh, mixed by Flu Hardy, who's well, amazing. Why aren't they mixer. calling it Prelude to Hell anymore? Well, because Prelude to Hell is pretty much bit the dust and as uh, a defunct project, and they don't really want to be attributed to it because Prelude to Hell has actually changed its... Uh, the plot and everything like that just before it came, got canceled. Um, oh. That's coming out uh, the 1st of September, the same as this episode. We've also got Equals and Opposites, which is coming out in Star Wars Tales number 21 by Mr. Butler. Should be coming out September 29th. Oh. And <laughs> he <laughs> I love Nathan for this stuff. Equals and op- Opposites comic book signing coming up in Fairburn, Georgia, where Nathan just happens to live. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be at his house? No, it's, at, it's at Taylor Books, Cards, and Comics, which I think actually he's setting up a cardboard box out there with a bunch of the stack of the comics. <laughs> actually, Xerox copies of the comics. Do you think I could just get him to sign my copy at Dragon Con? Actually, no, guys. It won't be out yet. When no. will it be out? September 29th. Can he just send me one? I yeah, really he's don't want to go to Georgia to. again. Well, we could mail it to him, and he'll sign it, I'm sure. I'll get him to do that. Um, th- but that comic book signing featuring Nathan Butler is coming out late <laughs> September or early October. Oh. Late September, early October doesn't even have it slated yet. He's just going to show up with a cardboard box and a Sharpie. That's uh, self-funny. Nice. You know, that, he's going places. you got to admit that, he, yeah, he's going to be going to <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Books and Cards. I, I, you know what? I'm I happy for him. I, I think that's cool. I love um, Nathan. I think that's pretty awesome, though. Um, Requiem of the Outcast number 13, of course, coming in. Out, out in October, Chrono Radio Special 13 Edition. in October. Ooh, we could have a scary episode. That's gonna be the co- that's gonna be the costume episode. Yes, we're gonna be talking about costumes and interviewing costuming people. Yes, we are going. Are you gonna have time to record? I'll figure it Ooh, out. Ooh, I've okay. met some of the costuming people. It is gonna be a scary episode. And I figured <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be our costuming episode. Yay! Uh, where we're gonna be talking a lot about uh, costuming and whatnot. We're gonna be getting. Uh, Interviews uh, recorded from Con Carolinas will be in there, as well as as many interviews as we can get at uh, Dragon Con. And, of course, that will be in preparation for Halloween coming up at the end of that month. And we're going to have a big Halloween party. We've got also coming up in October, Chrono Radio Special Edition Invitation to the Party, which I imagine will be Nathan talking about uh, how he was invited uh, to write for uh, Dark Horse. Also in October is... Can I have a special... You know, can we have a special Requiem of the Outcast where we talk about how I was invited to be a part of Requiem of the Outcast? We should do a Requiem of the Outcast, the history edition. Wow. Yeah, we could do it as a documentary, like like one of those A and E, like behind the music. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Behind the music. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Coming eventually. More cowbell. Okay. And also in October, we've got Nothing Changes Part Four, and Chrono Radio XV11. What is that? Seventeen. Dysfunction Junction, where Nathan Butler talks about his love life. Um, that's for you're <laughs> kidding. Right? No, it's actually called Dysfunction Junction. I okay, <laughs> but but yeah, actually, that would be a, a perfect topic for uh, Dysfunction Junction. Um, so, <laughs> so, so how is Nathan Butler's love life? Nathan Butler's love life is doing quite well. Uh, the lady that he's with, Deanna, is a very nice gal. Is there anything that's coming up that, that is not a Butler production? You know, just about everything is a Butler, a Nathan Butler joint. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, episode 13, of course, coming out in October. This month, this uh, month was recorded. A mo- this episode was recorded a month early. So Yay. any major uh, changes in everything in the Star Wars universe <laughs> we missed, 
And, of course, you can find that information at T-Bones uh, at StarWarsWithAZ.com, which is T-Bones Star Wars Universe. You can find more information at uh, TheForce.net and even StarWars.com. Remember, keep those spoilers to, the, to yourself. Uh, as we're getting closer and closer to the movies, more and more spoilers are coming out. Janine is anti-spoiler. I am spoiler-free, baby. So respect the, the, the wishes of the anti-spoilers out there and don't go posting stuff that you shouldn't. I think the so. only thing I know about Episode 3 is that the title is Revenge of the Sith. And, and there's some guy named Obi-Wan in it and Anakin and Padme. I think there's amazing. a guy named Padme? I think uh, there's a dude named Yoda. Oh, in spoiler it. alert! <laughs> Apparently you find out that Padme's a tranny. Is she male? She's a she-male. Yeah. She's a hermit. Maybe she's just an intersexual. She's, she's a, a hermaphrodite. hermaphrodite. That's what hermaphrodite is. That's the new PC intersexual. term for intersexual. hermaphrodite. Uh, so shim really isn't uh, <laughs> PC anymore. No. no. Okay. Shim is not one of the good terms to Well, use. thank you again for listening to Requiem of the Outcast. You can find us at Requiem of the Outcast. Cast.com, also at StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Internet Fan Audio. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, it is a period of civil war. The Dark Lords of the Sith, led by Darth Bane and Lord Khan, have won a hard-fought victory against the Jedi forces of Lord Hoth. Now, they descend upon the planet Dagobah, where even now the forces of light prepare to face their own demons not before battling this. the darkness to come. Little do they... Can you believe this? <clears throat> little do they know hey, that... Nathan, I say, can you believe this? Dude! What? I'm trying to be all narration-like here and you're discombobulating my dramatic juju. What's your damage? Sight's not working. Again. Let me see that. Dude, I'm telling you, it's not working. Hang on. A, uh, Rich? Yeah? Mm, yeah. It's not working. I don't know why you even bother with this free web hosting crap. Look, you've got banners all over the place. Pop-ups and the space and bandwidth they give you makes Warwick Davis look like Peter Mayhew. <laughs> Whoops. Lost me on that one. It's minuscule genius. Yeah, well, I'm not paying enough to buy a new BMW for hosting, man. We'll deal with it. And if you can't get your new project online when it's done because your web provider sucks? Okay, yeah, then I'll have a problem. Have problems you will not if Nexus.net you use, yes! Yoda! Nexus.net? Well, let's check it out. Looking for a great web host you are? No further you look. Check out Nexus.net. Oh, wow, man. 1995 a month for a year of this small business package. Uh, 20 gigs of bandwidth, CGI scripting, 450 megs of space, 30 email boxes, FTP access up to 30 MySQL databases, SSL and up to 30 subdomains. Hey, hey, this one might fit my gal pal's little site. Gal pal? Hey, shut up and act excited, will ya? Yeah, 0.5 gigs of transfer, 20 megs of space, email and FTP access for 4.95 a month on a yearly plan. That's less than I usually spend on lunch. All these packages, I don't know which to go for. You think the big one? Forty-four ninety-five a month on a yearly plan for 35 gigabytes of bandwidth, 550 megs of space, 100 email boxes, 10 FTP accounts, 100 databases, SSH, SSL, static IP address, 100 subdomains, and CGI scripting. Yeah! Dude, do you even know what half of that stuff is? I have no idea what this stuff is, but hey, with this price, I'll learn. But if your project really starts to kick some tail and we need some more... Easy, that is. Yes! Nexus.net will customize a special plan just for you. 
And the bigger the site, the bigger the discount you get on hosting. Size matters not. Not according to a female, Sparky. Tell other fans about this, you should. We are. Right now. Hi, this is Rich Siegfried. And Nathan Butler. From StarWarsFanWorks.com. We hope you'll consider Nexus.net for your hosting needs. They maintain many well-known sites like Chud.com. And even wannabe primadonnas like Nathan here with StarWarsFanWorks.com. Who host a lot of big files by people like Rich with tiny brains with heavy traffic. And they're also the host for StarWarsWithAZ.com. We've had great luck with the Nexus.net service, and now we want to pass along the word to you. But that's not all, is it, you shameless promoter? No, it's not, my able-bodied sidekick in plugging. Star Wars fan audio creators who choose to host their files on a Nexus.net account. Which gives you a great hosting deal. And us, a new member of the fan audio family. Will be guaranteed an on-air interview for the project creators on either Requiem of the Outcast. Or Chrono Radio, to help you promote your project to new listeners. Yeah, it's not as good as, say, a chance to win a new car or something. But it's our little way of saying, hey, Nexus.net comes with our highest recommendation. That website again is Nexus.net. That's N-E-X-C-E-S-S dot N-E-T. They can spell net. Shut up. <laughs> 